0: Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. How are you doing? It has been a moment. This episode is going to be our Enneagram questions episode, and we're probably going to have two of them. And so on this episode, I'm super excited to answer a few questions from uh, different listeners uh, around Enneagram. So let's go intro music. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging with so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere, which is so important, especially now. All the professionals are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited. And what I love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients. If you need some help, try BetterHelp. You can get a 10% off discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R H-E-L-P.com forward slash D-O-I-T. So today on this episode, these questions are by Laura, Bridget VK from Instagram, Sophie, and Paige. So we're going to go ahead and jump in. And one of the quickest and easiest questions, well, I wouldn't say easiest, but one of the simplest questions out of the questions I received was, what is resistance, ego, allow, and let go? And so she writes, you know, a lot of people use these words frequently, but don't really pause to go beneath the surface for those who may not understand those words. So just kind of breaking it down, I'll start with resistance. So for resistance, when I use the word resistance and what a lot of Enneagram circles are talking about is when something comes up, something happens, and your body literally has a reaction, a physical internal reaction to something that's either being said or being done, and it is in a way against whatever is happening. So I'll give you a really easy example, and we're all on this growth journey together, and I think we all like to pretend that we're, we've been at the place that we're at right now, you know, for a long time, but it's just not true, so <laughs> we're always growing. And so for one thing for me is that I would say a couple of years ago when the pronoun they, and they's probably been around a while before, mm-hmm. even a couple of years ago, but when it became more prominent and people wanted to be actually used the pronoun for they for themselves, you know, at first I had an internal resistance against using it. I was like, <laughs> they, like you should use he or she, that type of thing, right? In- inside. And I had to really dive into what was that all about for me. But then I also... Got to meet people who, you know, identify as they and them and got to know these amazing people and got to have more empathy, more compassion for them and to learn more. So these things are something that can like cause resistance within the body. And so whenever you feel resistance or a twinge in your body of like a certain word, a certain person, something comes up, that means there's something there that needs to be investigated, something there that needs to be looked at. Um, because that means there's an area for growth, for mending, for healing, for understanding, for more wholeness. And sometimes resistance may be to something that needs to be resisted to a certain degree. So there's also that as well. But at the same time, it still needs to be something that needs to be identified. So when we talk about resistance, usually in the Enneagram community, it's literally a sensation, a physical sensation in the body that is usually uncomfortable because of something externally that has happened. And it makes you feel some type of way. So if you think about that, right, a situation makes your stomach hurt when you see it or or it makes you sick or just these different feelings, there's a resistance to it when it comes up. So those things are to be investigated for sure. The next thing, ego. A lot of times when we mention ego, we're really talking about... <laughs> When I talk about it, I'll say that I'm talking about your Enneagram type for the most part. Talking about the most prideful parts of you in your type structure uh, and what happens that takes you away from your essence, aka the roots of who you are and the true part of all of you and what you really want out of life. So our ego is basically our Enneagram type in the sense that it is going after something that it cannot attain because the way it's trying to get after it. So it's all wrapped into our personality structures and not really in what we really want to get out of a situation or what we really want out of life. So to give an example, it's kind of like just thinking off the top of my head, a type one who want things to be better, want to improve things or make things, you know, right. You know, But the way that the ego or the type 1 structure will go after trying to be right can do things that actually hurt people and take the goodness out of actually doing good that they want to do. So it's like that, but every type has its own example of that where our ego gets in the way. And we see this in a lot of different professions, and that's when it gets crazy and scary is when people in leadership positions allow their ego to take hold and lead the way instead of like actually (laughs) the essence and making sure the people are okay. But it's slippery though. So I'm not going to say it's like, ooh, ego, and they're just like trying. It's really slippery, and it's for everybody, including myself. I have to be careful when I lead and do things, how my ego can just easily weave its way into actually it being about my ego and not about the actual situation or the people involved. Really slippery. You have to be careful with it. The word allow. Now, when we talk about allow, a lot of times, we have to give ourselves permission because our personality structure and type has been so strong that we are so used to automatically functioning in a certain way. And so, I'm going to function this way and that's the only way that I really know how to function. And so, to do something outside of that normal function, I actually have to give myself permission or allow myself to do that. So, for instance, as a 7, I have to allow myself to be more with my heart. I have to allow myself even to cry. I have to give myself permission to cry. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a, especially as I'm doing this work, there's times where I have to say, it's okay. Like literally have to talk to myself and speak to myself. It's okay to cry right now. It's okay to show tears right here. It's okay to feel right here. And so for this, it is very different for every type and there's similarities, but we all have to give ourselves permission or allow ourselves to actually be able to do certain things so that we can grow because our personality structure is set up in a way that it's like, yeah, but we're not going to do that. We're going to do what we want and we're going to keep doing it the same way until we change something in us. And that part of that is allowing and giving ourselves permission. Okay. The next thing is let go, letting go of something. This one is uh, internal as well. And it's a little tricky because letting go has to deal with emotional, mental, and a certain physical capabilities within ourselves. because all of our types hold on to something. We all hold on to something internally, a thought, a belief, a pattern, a certain emotion, um, a certain action. But literally similar to allowing, when we allow ourselves to let go of stuff, when we can let go of stuff, we can move forward. because it's kind of like if you need something else in your hand, if you've ever seen the the description, if your hand is closed, No one can put anything else in your hand. If it's closed, you got a tight fist, it's clenched, and you have, say, for instance, you're holding something in there. Uh, No one can put anything else in there. Nothing can get in your hand because it's, it's clenched and it's tight. But when you let go and allow your hand to open up more freely, more things can enter your hand. You have the ability now to pick up different things, to choose what you want, right? There's an option. But when your fist is closed, you don't have really much of an option. But to keep a closed fist, there's nothing else can get in, you know, So you have to look at it in that sense of like, how can I be more open to allowing stuff to flow through me and to let go of certain things that I've held on to for so long and so strong and so hard. And so one of the biggest things for a lot of people is the question, what do I need to let go of? This was something that came up for me in the training I was in that came up from my body, not even my mind and my heart, but it is like, what do you need to let go of? And I was like, oh crap, what do I need to let go of? And that's a whole different conversation. It goes very deep. So There's a lot of things people need to allow and let go of when it comes to Enneagram types. But I'm just going to give a quick rundown of some things that each type can um, allow and let go. So for the type one, you can allow yourself to have fun and relax. A lot of times type ones um, don't really give themselves the permission to actually have fun and relax on a consistent basis. And so one of the best things that type ones can do is allow themselves to have fun and relax. And what this does for type ones is that it recharges them. It refuels them and it allows them to enter all of the good things that they do with the actual goodness that they want to spread and not coming from a very dry place where the tank is empty of goodness. And so all they're doing is running through the motions of doing actions, but all of the goodness, the kindness, the love, the connection they really want is not there. So by relaxing and having fun, they refuel that tank of theirs so that they can actually spread the goodness through the good deeds and the wonderful things that they're trying to do in the places and people they're helping. And they would love to improve, let's say that. So something they can let go of um, is things having to be the right way, quote unquote, right? The right way, which really means their way. And in their way, it is something that they picked up along the way or what they feel is the right way from an internal perspective perspective, but also what they picked up from society. It's really a lot of times that feeling inside is ones have adopted something growing up, a pattern from other people of what the right and wrong thing is to do. And what happens is it almost gets intertwined deeply with their doing center and how they feel about how things should be done. And so it comes out as like these things should be done this way and not be done that way. Or else there's a problem. So allowing yourself to let go of that necessarily Uh, having to be the right way really gives you more space and freedom to have choice and options, which, you know, lends into your arrow to the seven, which is super helpful. Type twos. Type two, you can allow deep and dark emotions and those deep, authentic emotions that you have to actually be with them. What's so interesting is that twos can stay on the excited, happy, um, bubbly, let's be honest, um, areas of emotions. And sometimes it doesn't always allow them to go to the deeper ones where they actually need to feel some of the things that are much deeper, where they need to spend a little bit more time alone, um, really going through some of these different deeper emotions within inside of themselves. So allowing themselves to actually go into those deep areas really allows them to be authentic with themselves and bring their full selves to places. Because a lot of times twos aren't bringing their full selves. They're bringing a part of them that they know this other person likes. And so if they can get into those deeper emotions that they may have, and sometimes they may be, they may seem darker or they may seem negative, though they're not, uh, those emotions allow twos to really... Check in and take care of themselves and value themselves and create healthy boundaries and make better choices for themselves and bring their full selves to places. And so they can also let go of having to be kind, nice, and sacrifice themselves all the time and sacrifice their boundaries and for the sake of being nice and kind. And this doesn't mean, you know, being mean, nothing like that. But what I'm saying is the type two structure has a tendency to lean towards having to be nice or having to be kind in a situation when it could actually sacrifice them being themselves and just speaking what they really need to say, creating a boundary they really need to create, um, and just speaking their own truth. And so that right there could be something that twos can work on letting go of, having to be kind or nice and sacrificing their boundaries. Type threes. One thing you can allow is your heart to show up in your work routine. This is a, a interesting part, not only your work routine, but the different things you do, kind of infusing your heart into it. And it doesn't mean that you put your emotions into it necessarily, but I'm talking about a deep component of who you are and what you want, your desires, these much deeper parts of you into what you do and how you communicate in your work routine. Because threes can get very robotic in the way that they accomplish things because they want to get to the goal, accomplish, achieve, move on, next, accomplish, achieve. And sometimes it can lack their actual deep down heart of what they really, really want and a deeper component, which is actually touching their heart. Not just their doing center in their minds, which they're really good at utilizing, but actually something that really engages their heart in a way that they feel those things, which is very important. And so something they can let go of is um, working so hard for someone else's approval. So first, for threes, they have to notice that they're doing this right. That They have to notice that sometimes the, the way that they work can be an escape for not dealing with feelings, but also the way that they work could be a badge that they wear of like, yes, I have so much work to do because I'm so productive and I'm really looking for approval. And that's really why I work like this from certain people, not everybody. But there's a level that they have to be very careful because they can start doing work for the sake of work and approval and not for pushing something forward that is bigger than the approval that they really want or the situation. So, Really looking into that is very important. Being able to let go of working so hard for others' uh, approval can do monumental things for threes and actually be life-changing for threes when they're like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to start working for other people's approval and just work for my own. And so it can even shift what they do quite a bit when threes come to the realization that sometimes they work for other people's approval. Sometimes they make total job shifts. They're like, I I really don't want to do that. I was doing that for some other reason. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging. With so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere which is so important especially now all the professionals are licensed trained experienced and accredited and what i love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients if you need some help try better help you can get a 10 percent off Discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B E T T E R H E L P.com forward slash D O I T. Next, type fours. Um, you can allow yourselves to enjoy the lighter side of life. I mentioned this a little bit earlier with the with the two. Twos and fours have interesting connection and relationships. Sometimes twos and fours can actually frustrate each other (laughs) because they had on the emotional spectrum, they kind of sit at opposite ends almost, whereas lighter, more bubbly, more, I guess I would say, emotions that, that seem to lean towards more of happiness, they're operating in more consistently. Whereas the fours are operating a little bit more genuinely in, Area sometimes of sadness and sadness and joy, these are like we please do not get stuck in the duality of thinking like sad is bad and joy is good. No, they're neither, they're both and (laughs) so fours can be a little bit there because they are filling the woes of the whole world and the depths and the complexity of the world that exists. And so they're there. So part of it is actually for fours actually being able to enjoy those lighter sides as well because. You know, sometimes fours, if they don't feel it is deep and rich and earthy enough, they can't really feel it inside, like very deeply, then they feel like, it's like fake or not real. And it's not true. You know, it's the gambit of emotions that we have for a reason. Whether they are lighter, whether they are a little bit darker, whether they are, whether they feel, quote unquote, positive or feel, quote unquote, negative. There are all ranges of emotions that we all have, and we all have to work on it. And so if we're primarily in one area, then we need to investigate what's, you know, going on in the other area. And why do we maybe have an issue with these particular set of emotions in other people? Because that means we're probably have them within ourselves. So learning to enjoy the, the lighter side of life and allowing some things to just be and let go can actually be beneficial for four. So allowing themselves just that time to enjoy the lighter side of life and where things don't always have to be so deep can actually bring some growth uh, and some places that stretch the four as well. And then so for four is letting go. Fours can be, part of their growth can be letting go of searching for um, wholeness externally. Fours have a tendency to look to put the pieces together externally. And that leads to, obviously, some fours being envious in certain situations because they're looking to be completed from things, you know, outside of self. And the thing about that which everyone has a a small component of that, but fours have it pretty big. And you will never find that thing because that thing is actually inside of you. So it's like you've been searching in the wrong place. So when fours can work on letting go of searching for wholeness externally, they'll be way more whole, way more healthier, way more happier in situations um, and able to uh, work with the range of emotions in a little bit more healthier way, to where the emo- the emotional roller coaster doesn't take them so far in different places, because those emotions are strong, extremely strong for type fours. Uh, so that's something that could be helpful. Type fives, type fives, you're gonna allow yourself to share what's on your heart. This can be tricky for type fives, as we know. Fives can share what they think with you. They may even share what they are doing with you. But to share how they feel is a whole different place. And it feels a little bit unsafe to a certain degree, especially for self-prez and a little bit of social. Because you get a little bit more (laughs) gregarious as you move to different subtypes of the five, for sure. Self-prez being the least gregarious, generally, and then social and then sexual. So when you think about it, like allowing you to actually say what's on your heart means a whole lot Um, because fives are really good at telling you what they think and they're really good at talking about a specific subject, but not necessarily talking about themselves with other people. So um, when fives allow themselves to share a little bit of what's on their heart, they're going to connect a little bit deeper. Some of the assumptions that come with fives taking in so much information and basing future predicaments or predictions off of past data will change and shift some because they will get new information from people because people will share a little bit more because them as a five has shared a little bit more of their heart. So they will get to know more of the authenticity of a person instead of just their patterns. I guess I would say their external patterns when they're not as connected to you. And so going along on that same route, letting go, one thing that fives can work on letting go of is assumptions based on old data. And so fives are always taking in data, which is great. And they have to be careful, though, because sometimes fives can use that data or that sample size and they can kind of put it towards every situation going forward. So, for instance, something may have happened where it didn't go well for them and they try to express themselves that one time with this one group or that one person. And so because of that one time and that data, they're like, I'm not going to do that again because they're just going to do this. They're just going to do this. And so it's repeating the same pattern and with old data and not experimenting and trying again or a different way or a new approach or new technique. Um, Or maybe it shifts because humans are humans and humans change and humans develop. But five sometimes can go on those assumptions with old data. So be careful of that. You can allow yourself to kind of let go of that. Even you're taking in new information, you know, but allow yourself to, to let go of some of those assumptions so it doesn't stop you from maybe engaging in some things that would be very beneficial for you, even though it seems like it wouldn't be based on prior data. And then one more thing I want to add for the fives too, to let go of having to feel so competent type fives, the the competency thing is huge. Uh, So having to feel so competent before really speaking on something could actually really benefit you and help you to be in more of a learner mode in different places too, but also help you engage more, you know, not having to be the person who's like competent enough to speak on it, but use your words in a way that says, I am not an expert on this, I'm not sure, but From my research and what I've looked at, this is kind of what I have come to as of right now. That could be really helpful. Um, Type sixes, something you can allow. So you could allow yourself to trust your gut. And many sixes, I think, know this. But when you think about allowing, just giving yourself permission internally to be like, I can trust my gut. I'm going to trust my gut on this one. It's something that's really, really helpful. Because as sixes know, in their brain, it's a lot going on and the brain can go back and forth around and round, in circles, through loops, trying to figure out stuff, all these different things that the brain can do. But the gut doesn't have that problem. The gut is usually like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what maybe needs to happen. And let's do this. And so when sixes can allow themselves to trust their gut, they can be way more consistent on the way... That they make decisions. Uh, they can be more firm on the things that they really want to do or the choices they really want to make. And that's from big or small. And so that is something that they really can be helped at is just allowing themselves to trust the gut and then let go. Um, something that sixes can let go of is deep worrying. You know, there's a deep worrying about certain decisions, certain choices. And sometimes it's not necessarily big choices. Sometimes it's just small choices. But the deep worrying is something that they can let go of. And this goes hand in hand with the allowing part for them, where it's when they allow themselves to trust their gut, it can move past being stuck in analysis paralysis or overthinking. And it's like, because the gut wants to do something about it. The gut wants to move, wants to say something right now. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Uh, whereas the brain wants to think on it. The brain wants to say, hmm, I don't know. Well, I will. look at that. So trusting the gut can actually help them let go of some of the deep worrying and so that they can use that energy somewhere else, some other time, do something else, something productive with it instead of worrying so much. So part of that is just letting go of deep worrying and then moving. Go ahead and moving and allowing your gut to lead you, even though it may be a little scary at times, but just allowing it to do that. Type 7s can allow emotional pain to pass through. Type 7s are good at making everything look like it's okay. Like, I mean, artists and making things look like they're okay. So when when 7s actually allow themselves to really feel emotional pain and allow it to pass through without distracting themselves, without trying to make a joke or changing the topic or all these different things 7s can do or just avoid it in some type of way, It actually helps them to move through and past some of it, to experience it, to grow from it, to learn from it, and to heal. So they won't be stuck in this perpetual cycle of having to move here, having to do that, having always to be excited or stimulated in some way. And so moving through that really helps them, helps them to slow down, helps them to focus more. It brings a whole gamut of great things when uh, sevens are able to allow emotional pain to pass through. And it also helps sevens to really appreciate joy when it shows up and to not just conjure up a faux version of joy or a fake version of joy, but to really appreciate it and and like really just get into it and really love it when they do really experience true joy. And then something sevens can let go of is having to be okay. This one right here, people usually think of sevens as light and buzzy and all this type of stuff. Everybody's got their stereotypes for every type. But sevens are really just trying to be okay, to be honest. The external happiness that they have for other people is not always necessarily what sevens feel internally. But the personality structure of the seven is doing its best to always be okay. Always be okay. So if sevens can allow themselves to let go of having to be okay all the time and understand that it's okay when you're not okay, and it's okay to share that at the same time, oh, it does wonders for them. Because not only does it allow them to connect with other people on a heart level, on a real level, it also allows them to connect with themselves more because sevens can be so disconnected or distracted from what's really going on with themselves that they will miss the ability to truly check in with self, look at the parts that hurt, that need to be mended, that need to be cared for. And so it's very important for sevens to allow themselves to let go of having to be okay. Just be like, no, I, I'm not okay. Like, I'm, I'm not Okay. And maybe you don't want to share that, but just literally saying that you're not okay is super helpful to type sevens. Type eights. So you can allow, and eights are probably used to this word now, who've been doing work and they're like, uh, he's going to use this V word again. Yep. So allowing vulnerability to show up for you. And what vulnerability looks like for eights is being able to share your hurt or how you were impacted by something. Because a lot of times... People don't realize that eights are way more sensitive than they lead on and they show, but they don't show the impact things has on them. And part of it is to themselves, but a bigger part of it is to other people. And so vulnerability, when AIDS are able to show that vulnerability to other people, they're able to receive the love, care and protection they actually want from other people because people can see more of that human beautifulness of them as well, that a little bit of that softer, amazing heart of them as well, that yes, they are impacted as well. Yes, they have a personality that comes off quite strong, no doubt, but they have these big tender hearts and they're tender on the inside, just like all of us. And so for eights, if you allow yourself vulnerability and to share how you were impacted by something or even hurt by something, it will help you grow and it will help people become closer to you that really want to be able to provide that care for you that you probably want, but your personality structure, the way it's set up, doesn't always allow people to come close like you want them to. And it's frustrating because you're like, I would do this in this situation, but, you know, it's just different. People aren't built the same. So allowing that really helps their vulnerability. Something eight can let go of is um, having to be strong all the time. And this goes hand in hand with what we talked about allowing, but being able to let go of having to be strong all the time. And this is this is difficult. This is hard because they're set up to be strong, to protect the weak and to protect themselves. So the way that the personality structure is built up is like, what? I always have to be strong. And so being able to let go of having to be strong all the time will truly allow you to touch your heart, allow the people around you to come closer to you, as I said before. But it also just allows this connection that I feel eights want that sometimes it's hard for them to get. And it's a connection that is not just a strong, high energy connection of strength and girth and just like really a lot of a lot of energy and a little bit of maybe even a little bit rough, but it's more of a gentleness, a sweetness that they have inside that they may not always allow people to really come close to. And so allowing themselves, I mean, letting go of having to be strong allows that gentleness, that sweetness for other people to tap into that as well with you. And that is a place that's so soothing for eights that probably seems even scary to really be able to go to that place because they really have to be able to trust the person or people that they're around to allow people to get to that really gentle, sweet place inside of them. It's probably scary for a lot of eights to even be like, ooh, all right, I don't know if I want to stay there too long. So just letting go of having to always be strong allows other people around you to be strong as well, which is also something that eights can appreciate is when other people are able to step up and use their strength as well and embody it. So letting go of having to always be strong allows other people to grow in strength as well. In type nines, Type 9s allow anger to be a part of your normal life, daily life, I would say, because a lot of times there can be definitely um, partly an avoidance of anger, but also for the type 9, it can be like, yeah, you're just happening over there in the background, not going to really deal with you like that. And so like, you're just this weird emotion that it's like makes me a little crazy um, and if it gets to the point, I will explode and I don't want to do that because I want to hurt anybody. So for type nines, allowing anger to be a part of your normal life and your daily life is extremely helpful because remember, anger is not a bad thing. Anger is just an emotion. Right. How we use it is depends on whether it is something that's beneficial or detrimental. But for nines, being able to kind of utilize and really get in tune with their own anger allows them to actually be way more productive, it helps them to be more action-oriented, and it it helps them to actually put in some of the wonderful things in the world that they want to put in and include the people that they feel need to be included. Because nines feel the—I would say they they feel the weight of people who aren't included or people who are being shot down. And I didn't mean that, like, physically, but they probably feel that too. But also people— who aren't being acknowledged, people who aren't being included, people who are being hated on, all these type of things, they feel the weight of that. So for nines to allow like anger to be a part of their normal life and their daily routine or their daily life, it really helps them to be more action-oriented to get to doing some things that actually is going to improve the world and bring about some of the things that they want into the world. And then uh, something nines can let go of is let go of having to be the peacekeeper. Remember, there's a difference between peacekeeper and peacemaker. Peacemaker understands that I may have to create conflict or engage in conflict to create true peace, but a peacekeeper is a person who's just trying not to rock the boat and doing their best to not engage in conflict, so everyone just, you know, we're just going to keep things as they are, status quo, and like, let's all not get mad, upset, and really go at each other. So, letting go of having to be the peacekeeper for the type nine does wonders. And so reaching over some to that six arrow that nines have and utilizing some of that ability to rock the boat, to say the thing that's unpopular, to say you forgot about these people actually is very helpful. And it's very, very wonderful when nines are usually able to do this, especially from a healthy lens um, because they're really able to point to like, okay, I feel like you hating on these people or talking bad about these people, complaining about these people, but you don't know these people. You don't understand their situation. Nines are really able to do that without being like overtly confrontational, though they can be, but they're going to put their point out there and let you know that I think you need to rethink about how you think about these people, or these groups of people. So those things, letting go of having to be the peacekeeper allows the nine to step into their true power that they have which may be one of the things that they may be fearful of themselves is just how much power they actually do possess when they step into it. So thanks for listening to this episode. We have more questions on the part two, but I wanted to get those across allowing and letting go because those things are huge. Really checking in with yourself and things that become difficult or you have resistance to. What can you allow inside of yourself? What can you give yourself permission to in order for you to grow? So you can ask yourself this question. What do I need to allow for myself to continue to grow? And then when it comes to letting go, what is something I need to let go of in order to keep growing? And really sitting with those questions, allowing your body, your heart, and your mind to give you the answer or the answers is extremely, extremely impactful in this situation. So we'll continue on part two coming up in a little bit about questions. But I want to get this episode out because these questions are quite important. So thank you so much for listening. The IEA conference is coming up July 16th through the 18th. And that is the International Enneagram Association's conference. I want you to be there. I will be speaking on a discovery track. There's a discount code inside the links of um, the DM on Instagram. And or if you go to sign up with Edit at Enneagram, at International Enneagram Association, the code for me is Discovery 4. So you get a discount on Discovery Track. I would love to see you at the big event where just about everyone's going to be in the Enneagram space. I think it's going to be amazing and wonderful. I am on the IEA board now, global board. So that's exciting. And I'm telling you, so much work in the background to get this conference going. This virtual conference is going to be amazing. The platform that it's on blows me away. Have not seen anything like it before. And I think it's going to be super incredible. A ton of Enneagram, aficionados, lovers, experts, fans, newbies, everybody's going to be there. So I would absolutely uh, encourage you to sign up for and to attend. Uh, for sure. Also, the Kaizen Complete Enneagram Program is coming up in August, and I'm super excited. I still have some spots open. If you have questions, go ahead and contact me I'm about them because I would love to go ahead and fill these spots as I send out some of the pre work. And so that information will be in the show notes, but also on my website kaizencareers.com. Uh, you can find out more there. And then. You know, if there's anything going on inside you're feeling resistance to as any Enneagram type, don't just brush it away. Don't just ignore it. Don't just keep the resistance there. Take a deep breath. Check into the resistance and do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye bye. Do it for the gram podcast. Editing and mixing is done by Saw and Sign. Information will be in the show notes.